Listener Production. Our kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, I remember one of those moments, Alex Dyson, moving from Brisbane to Sydney in 2007 mm-hmm. when I hit up my very first Mardi Gras, just realizing, Ooh. you know, understanding the gravity of the event, feeling the energy coming, even when I was coming up the escalators of King's Cross Station, mm-hmm. right? And then walking all the way down Darlinghurst Road till you finally hit Oxford Street, you could just feel it, you could hear it, you could see it uncing the colours, the sounds, the excitement. I ended up staying up all night that night, partying. And then I had to catch a plane to Adelaide for Adelaide Fringe Festival. And I tell you what, I will never do that again. (laughs) It was rough. I will tell you that right now. Yeah, no one ever talks about the downsides of Mardi Gras in that <laughs> respect. But um, well, it was it was cool to see in social media over the weekend coming out of the Harbour City, the colour, the glitz, the glamour, the celebrations surrounding World Pride and Mardi Gras. We're going to have our correspondent Mel Buttle call us uh, very soon to let us know what went down on the ground, which will be excellent. We're also going to be chatting to producer Bron with a little bit of click fish. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's dive right in. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, i got to tell you, I keep flipping and flopping. You are a bit like a magic carp, aren't you? Just a little bit like an old thong, <laughs> just unplugged. Um, a little, I, little flat tire on a on a plugger. Look, I have absolutely loved my move to Brisbane. No regrets, Uh-oh. except for the fact. <laughs> except, well, I mean, you know, they they talk about you know t- you know say what you know, and all I know is that I've moved to Brisbane. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. And why I've got to the, tell you, why the flop? I mean, look, we—I discussed the fact that my street doesn't have a footpath, which is mm. a hugely glaring <laughs> issue. Yeah, you—you you knew that when you chose the house to live in, though. Like you did—they didn't have fake footpaths on the front <laughs> lawn. <laughs> you know, like those real estate listings where they have the fake furniture. Yeah, yeah, they're harder <laughs> to spot these days. The Photoshop. I know. Well, yeah, they just put a fake footpath and a fake bus stop right at the front of the house. <laughs> or they like Photoshop out the power lines from the front. Have you seen that before? <laughs> no, I yeah. surely that's illegal. No, Are you telling me Honestly, that's true? No, this is the house behind a big pole with wires coming off it. <laughs> um, no, nah, look, so look, the, the, the footpath thing is still, is still an issue. I think I might have to start a petition. Have you ever started a petition? Yes, uh, year eight, I think, was my first official petition where um, mm. my friend Dion. Um, was put in a different class from year seven. I was in class of year seven. He was in a different class in year eight. So I started a petition to move Dion into year eight M. um, Away from his rabble. That is such (laughs) a risky move. Not just for you, but for Dion. I mean, imagine if you couldn't get the signatures. (laughs) Then Dion suddenly knows how many people in bloody... Year eight B don't like him. Yeah. Well, it didn't work in the end. Maybe it's because, you know, a couple of my classmates were not as friendly as I thought and they started a rival <laughs> petition to not <laughs> let Dion into our class. <laughs> and the teachers are just looking at both going, well, this one had the most. Sorry, Dion. Dion's Sorry, in the Diesel. middle going, great. <laughs> this is exactly what we didn't want. Dion was the first gay marriage plebiscite like that. <laughs> 
Dion's there going, why did we even need, why do I need to know who is for or against me right now? Why is everyone having opinions on this? (laughs) Doesn't affect them. (laughs) Happy Pride, by the way, everyone. (laughs) So anyways, went into the city on the weekend and boy, oh boy, into Fortitude Valley. I reckon it's Australia's only party district. No other party districts in Australia. Nah, they've lost it. Sydney has lost the plot when it comes to party district. Did you see any footage coming out of Sydney over the weekend on Oxford Street there? Oh, what, <laughs> once a year? Oh, look. <laughs> hey, hey, we can all have a birthday, mate. Doesn't mean that we're party animals. All right? You know what I mean? There was a um, there was a bit of partying going on <laughs> on old Oxford Street there. I'm sure it went to the King's Cross as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. You know, I'm glad that the, the, the ghosts of good times gone by can resurrect themselves <laughs> once a year when the world is watching. Jeez. Yeah. I'm talking about 24 sevs, you know, I got world pride, brizzy pride, mate. That's what I was talking about on the weekend. Anyway, the point is. Is that what the B in LGBT stands for? <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to all our bisexual <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, so I was on the way into the, into town catching myself uh, a rideshare service, mm-hmm. and I was with um, my partner Belinda. We had a night off from um, from being parents from Whoa. the job that we signed up for, mm-hmm. and um, and I saw this bus, and on the bus, the bus said, "I." O-U. Right. Right? That was the, like, you know where the number normally is? It just had I-O-U. Oh, the front of the bus where it says the number 98. Well, it was the back of the bus. So literally there would normally just be three numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's say it's the 300 or whatever. This Mm. just had I-O-U. And so I looked at this bus and I was like, oh, that is so sweet. Someone has obviously put a message on a bus. They've hired a bus. Maybe they're with some friends or they, they, they're, they're trying to send a message to someone. And I kept thinking, oh, I owe you, I owe you. I wonder what that means. And in my head, I was like, you know, is it a proposal of some sorts? It's like maybe, um, you know, an apology. I thought it was like a right. romantic birthday message. Like I owe you a birthday gift or something. And then eventually and I was following this bus for the entire way into town until as we get close to the city, I go to my partner. Um, isn't that sweet? Someone's put IOU on the back of the bus. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, that's the 100 bus. The, the O must be broken. <laughs> so I, this whole time <laughs> I've thought that someone has gone above and beyond and it was literally bus just the, let, the number 100 with the top right line. You, yeah. Gone. Okay. Right? <laughs> and so, you know, when you... <laughs> You know when you misread science? <laughs> Is that ever? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I've <laughs> kind of yes. Do you know? Because I used to have a, uh, I used to have a clock in my on my oven, mm. and those digital numbers, mm. they if 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 one goes, it can really play with you. I oh, might yeah, have even mentioned it right before. Up. Like I had I had one little bar in my in my clock oven mm. oven clock. And it meant that I didn't know if it was 5.30 or 6.30, and I didn't know if it was 8.30 or 9.30. 
Yeah, I had one was a nine, always looked like a four because the top was done. Exactly, right? And it throws you. But with my one, it was literally every, like, the hours next to each other. Like, if it's four or nine, you look outside, you're like, well, it's obviously not 4 (laughs) p.m. It's 9 p.m. But eight and nine and five and six, they're right next to you. That was a very crucial bar. Well, so... Matt put it up on Instagram, matt.and.alex. We asked you, uh, what signs did you misread? And you said absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> no one probably no one got in touch. <laughs> misreading the sign that Matt <laughs> placed out there. Literally no one, no one gave me anything. <laughs> oh, except for Ashnay29 said, Matt driving past the sign of male pattern baldness. He saw the sign and drove right past. Ash... What? <laughs> we, are, we put these things out here to try and engage you. I just, I really don't know sometimes. Someone put, yes. I was like, when did you completely misread a sign? And they just said, yes. Two people wrote, yes. What? Have I misread something? <laughs> oh, do you know what? This is the I give up. Honestly, this is... Look, most of the time we have really funny answers. We talk to, talk to people who do that. We're not going to nail it every time and that's okay, Matt. That's okay. So... <laughs> I feel... I. you know what? I feel like the bus when it comes to talkback. I owe you. I really do. I owe you well, a good talkback. of... Uh, Certainly throw you under it, that's for sure. <laughs> this is all day breakfast. I smell toast. Well, over the weekend, Alex Dyson, Australia bid farewell, paid tribute to Olivia Newton-John. A lot of very big names turning up for uh, for the memorial that took place in Melbourne, the service at Hamer Hall. Lots of, uh, there was choirs singing, I saw, school kids mm. singing, people, celebrities, star-studded event uh, for one of our greatest entertainers. Um, but also, Alex Dyson, and that was on a bit of a sad note, on a positive note, a happier note, you might have heard that there was something called World Pride happening, uh, not just over the weekend, but currently happening in Sydney right now. That's absolutely right. Um, the shot of Jaeger that is Sydney's Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras um, was hit with the <laughs> energy drink of World Pride combining together to make one incredible life-changing party and someone who was there and is synonymous with partying. It is Brizzy's own finest comedian, Melinda Buttle. G'day, Mel. G'day. It, yes, you've got my number. It's 40-year-old new mum... <laughs> Party maniac, Mel Buttle, yes. Mel, I mean, I, just for a quick breakdown, just so that we understand it a little bit more, I've kind of been under, like, I'm under the impression that that World Pride is kind of like gay expo. Is that right? Oh, 100%. Yep. It, um, It moves around the world. The last World Pride was in the States and Sydney had to bid for it, sort of like an Olympic Games. Sydney secured it. They won the bid. That was back in, I think, 2019. They had the to... G-A-Y-M-S. Exactly. Yeah. They submitted a Word document, an Excel spreadsheet, whole thing, mate. Um, and, yeah, so Sydney won World Pride. 
There's heaps of events that are still happening. And, of course, you are correct with your analogy there. The, the Mardi Gras happened to occur very conveniently on the weekend during World Pride. All right. And you, you got to go. And I mean, as someone, you did say new mum and I, you know, I can't imagine there's been much partying going on in the, in the Buttle household recently. What, what is, what is your actual day to day kind of look like right now? Okay. Um, so I put the baby to bed whenever he feels like it, which can be 9 PM or 11 PM. Doesn't matter. I'm flexible. Um, and then when he wakes up at 3am, I feed him. Then he wakes up again at 5am and I feed him. And then I deal with a barrage of emails and Zoom calls while trying to remember what it was like to leave the house. So I've gone from that (laughs) to marching in Mardi Gras. I marched in my first ever Mardi Gras and everyone's like, how are you feeling? Happy Mardi Gras. I'm like, I'm going to have a panic attack, guys. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> well, there is so much light and colour, enthusiasm, Mel. And from what I saw, you did manage to get involved in it. What were some of the, the big moments that you that are just burn into your retina from this celebration of pride and acceptance and of a, a place that the LGBTQI plus community has gotten to over a number of years? It's a really positive, it's kind of really heartwarming to be there. I thought it would be a kind of a a party hard, let's, you know, let's drink and party. But it's not that vibe. It's kind of like we're all here. We're all, everyone's really kind and supportive. Um, It's sort of got a bit of a sports day vibe, to be honest. Everyone's, you know, in their outfits, in their (laughs) colours, with their people. Um, And I got to, I, I marched with a float. I had to learn to dance very quickly. And Sylvia <laughs> oh my God. Me, I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen you dance, Mel. I'm quite good. I'm quite good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just with the top half, I'm good. I'm no good on the bottom half, like many white people. Um, but no, Sylvia taught me to dance. And then she said, don't worry, Mel, I can tell you're not a dancer, but just try and fit in, which, you know, I took a bit personally because, you know, I'm a mover. I've, you know, I've done gymnastics, but... <laughs> Yeah, so I danced and I, you know, everyone comes up and says happy Mardi Gras to you and you say happy Mardi Gras back to them. It's like the dog park. You need to exchange a greeting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's it. And one of the uh, things a lot of people talking about was that for the first time a sitting prime minister attended the Mardi Gras. I saw him popping up in a few of my my friends' Instagram. Did you run into uh, Anthony Albanese at all? I did not. I did not run into Elbow. The closest I got was I did that thing like you do in year nine where Tanya Plevisek was nearby. And so under my breath, I was like, Tanya, Tanya, Tanya Plevisek, Tanya. And (laughs) she would turn around. Um, (laughs) So, no, she wasn't interested in my my tactics. So, yeah. I would have done it. If if it was actually in year nine, I would have done that, but I would have done it in an Eric Cartman voice. That's like, oh. I can. <laughs> yeah. Who killed Kenny? Yeah. Hey, Tanya. Tanya. <laughs> oh my God, Tanya. Um, was now, there a, was oh. a particular float that stuck out for you? Have you got a best on best on pavement? Oh, the, the guide dogs of New South Wales and ACT had a massive, massive dog on their float that caught my eye called Gulliver. He's like their mascot. Um, another float got me on board and said, Mel, come, come with us. We'll put you in a tutu. They were all dressed as Pavlovas. And I'm asking them questions about cooking and cake and what yeah. they put on their pav. And they were baffled because they were like a kickball team and it had their outfits had nothing to do with, you know, the organisation they're from. They're, and so I learned a lot about, you know, don't judge a book by its cover just because it looks like a pavlova.
doesn't mean it's not here because of sporting reasons. Very confusing. <laughs> Truly the message of pride. Do not judge a book by its cover. Be accepting of all. And Mel Buttle, you've been able to convey that to us once again on All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, yep. I cannot wait to see you uh, because you're going to be popping around the, the country very soon. Yeah, that's right. Mel, I mean, we're so excited for your new show. Let me know either way. Uh, a little, little sneaky behind the scenes for anyone who wants to know how hot this particular show is we were at the actors together um, a couple of months ago mel and um the director of a big comedy festival came up to you and said oh your your show's pretty much already sold out (laughs) this was like a week after announcing like this is sort (laughs) of unheard of numbers so it is going to go all around the country you have to absolutely go and see it adelaide fringe Melbourne Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy Festival, Brisbane is doing two big shows at the Fortitude Music Hall, which I was at over the weekend, which was absolutely rad. Uh, Brisbane Comedy Festival. Oh, my God. Perth at the Regal Theatre. Is your baby going to give you time off, Mel? Uh, Look, I'm going to be so thrilled to be on stage for an hour to be away from the baby each night (laughs) because he's coming on tour. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good idea that I've had. (laughs) So check it out at comedy.com.au. Let me know either way is the name of the show. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, Mel Buttle. Oh, my treat. Hero, boys. Hero. My dad was telling me about back in the day, Matt, he was in a town that had a mouse plague. Oh gosh. I was in a mm. field with, with that said dangerous rats mm. on the sign recently. I was like, oh my God. That's where he bought a cat, got the first cat. It was my childhood cat, actually, Benty, because it was, he slept on the bed with dad to keep the mice from walking all over him. And Is then, that you for see, real? Yeah. I thought that was pure TV. No, Western New South Wales, the mice are just everywhere, just all these squeaks, you know. Mm. Um, and in fact, it's, it is the second most squeaks from mice uh, behind the desk of Bronwyn Doizak, our producer, when she's putting together... Click, Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Bron. Because her mouse... Oh, my God. (laughs) She's clicking on articles around the internet uh, to save you from having to give the big news corporations their algorithmical (laughs) desserts. I mean, bravo. Honestly, that was was a pure mystery for me. (laughs) Sherlock Holmes couldn't have solved where you were going with all of that. Um, But we got there. And Bron, uh, you have been doing Clickfish. I've been clicking. I've been clicking and, away. Uh, what, are, what, are, what, what, are, what are some of the headlines you've been spotting? This one's from news.com. Headline, shocking find in Great Northern Beer logo amazes internet. Oh, oh I wow. It. I clicked it. <laughs> you, got, you devoured that one. Yeah, I did click it, but I couldn't mm. see it. I couldn't see the thing properly that they were talking about. Let me have a look. Is it so the logo's there, but if you look at it a different way, like a one of those... You know, like an optical principles. Illu- yeah. yeah, optical illusion. What 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 does it show? So this woman this isn't like a marlin or something. Yes. So this woman, Paige Bush, she posted a video to TikTok to say that she had always thought that the marlin, the fish that's on the Great Northern logo, mm. was actually also a bird head. <laughs> if you look at it a certain way. 
Right. Yeah, now, okay, I can see what they're saying finally. Okay, I've had a look at it. I've just Googled it. And I have to say, it's the it's the version of the logo where the marlin is sort of more horizontal. Sometimes it can be quite vertical and it's hard to see. But if it's horizontal, you will see it. The question is, though, this bird seems to have two ears. And I don't recall birds ever having two ears. In the video, she says, you have to, like, cover up this bit and don't look at that bit. And if you (laughs) really think hard about it, it might look kind of like a bird head. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Wow. Okay. You know what? It does look like a bird head if you cover up the logo and replace it with a bird. (laughs) I feel like that, um, that Italian chef dude on British TV who said, if my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bicycle. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was a video that makes me laugh constantly. Um, so, okay. Have Great Northern responded to this and said, yes, that's what we were going for or anything? They did respond saying that they need to chat to their graphic designer again. <laughs> oh, so they're not acknowledging it. It's not a real thing at all. I don't think it's real, no. And but- it's not something like when those kind of things come through, you're like, oh, does it look like a, you know, something rude? Or something. What's that famous one? It's like an old lady. Yeah, you look at a different way. It's a like a woman turning her head. A it's a young woman, woman or an old lady. That's yeah. right. Mm. Yeah, nah. So is it a marlin or a bird? There's a certain soda brand that looks like a bong if you turn it around to the side. Really? Oh. That's a famous one. Really? Well, there's also the, um, the $5 note. I guess the old one now because the one with the queen on it. If you... Did it a certain way. It was like a whale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The $5 <laughs> note. Yeah, if you folded it. It did look like a whale. And that's it. Uh, Ron, <laughs> what about number two? <laughs> this is from abcnews.co.com. Headline. ABC News Australia. No. Australian Broadcasting Corpor- Corporation. Not, AB- not our ABC. No. American no, ABC. They would, they would never have a click fishable article. This they is wouldn't f- dare. This headline. Not on my dollar. <laughs> Mexican president posts photo of what he claims is an elf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Legitimately claims is an elf? Yeah, so he posted a photo um, to social media showing what appears to be a mythical woodland spirit <laughs> similar to an elf. He's, I think, the. In another, le- I'm just going to say this wrong, but Alux or something like Alaxi or something um, is like Mayan folklore. And he wasn't joking. He didn't seem to be joking when he posted it. He, It's like a photo in the middle of the night with some night vision of what looks like a random thing in a tree with two eyes. Probably just an animal in my Did opinion. Did he take it or did he just find it and go, here is this spiritual being alive and well? It was taken by an engineer, he said. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm seeing it. I'm seeing what he's saying. That That is interesting. Um, it looks like a little monkey, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Also, there has been surprisingly few elf spot things that have happened. Yeah. Less than ghosts, that's for sure. Bigfoot gets spotted a lot more than <laughs> any elves ever have. Yeah. What is the most photographed mythical thing? Would you say? Well, I mean, Loch Ness has not been photographed much at all. God, old Nessie's dropped off the radar, hey? Like, easily Bigfoot definitely gets spotted the most. Mm. Loch Ness has barely gotten to see in since that old grainy photo, that one photo. Wasn't it taken in a bathtub? (laughs) That person admitted it. 
No, I thought it was. I honestly thought it was a whale penis. Hmm. Like quite seriously, that was the that was the theory. All right, we're back on the five dollar note again. Listen, listen, <laughs> Bron. Thank you very much for joining us for Clickfish. I'm serious. Look, men's molecular ecologist Professor Michael Sweet shared a theory on Twitter that Loch Ness may have been. And then the very next link underneath it from LiveScience.com, the headline is, no, the Loch Ness Monster was not a whale's penis. Okay, so... (laughs) Yeah, I think a loch is like, it is not part of the ocean, so it would be very tough for a whale to jump in there. I didn't know that, I was just seeing what I I read. Anyways, um, thank you very much, Bron, for that quick fish. No worries. Well, Bron, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you in particular, you wonderful listening, you for uh, tuning in to another episode of All Day Breakfast, and tell you what... We got four more ready to pump out for the rest of this week, Matthew. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to keep in touch with us, hit us up at matt.and.alex on Instagram. We love to hear from you anytime, any place. And we will be back here, same time, same place, tomorrow. See you then. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. <laughs>